Here they come! Hello and welcome to episode 183 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host Eric Moore and today I'm joined by Ian Marchant to discuss the launch of the sphere and landing on the moon from 1964's First Men in the Moon. Ship to ship. Hailing frequencies open, sir. It's entirely appropriate that we're recording today on a bank holiday Monday because First Men in the Moon is is the quintessential it rainy is, yes. bank holiday Monday viewing from when we were little, don't you think? Yeah, it, it was the the film that, uh, like you say, a, a rainy bank holiday, you'd usually have a Harryhausen film on it or a Bond film, but if you were lucky, it would be First Men in the Moon, definitely. Mm. Yeah, and um, I... I've got very fond memories of seeing this film when I was little, yep. and um, and it takes me right back um, whenever it starts, and we have that opening on the moon. But I, it's one of these films where it it's 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 I've got great nostalgic love for it, but there's this sense of melancholy as well because of what happens to poor old Cavour, and um, it the other film that I, I remember from about that time seeing. And, and just thinking, oh, this is sad. I've enjoyed it, but it's really sad. Is uh, the Seven Faces of Doctor Lau? Yes. When he just yeah. leaves at the end, and and the boys like Doctor Lau, Doctor Lau, come back, come back. But, um, but we could have um, unhappy endings back then. We didn't worry. Yeah, but films I was... didn't need a happy ending. Yeah, but I I, I think I did. I mean, yeah. one of the you you must agree. One of the massive appeals of this film is Lionel Jeffries. Oh, 100%, yeah. Because it isn't particularly close to the the H.G. Wells novel um, thematically or, or in detail. Um, but it is a great film in its own right. And like I say, one of the big strengths is that Lionel Jeffers in it. I was just watching the, the clip we're going to cover uh, downstairs and um, Anne said, oh, is this this is the one with the... Victorian moonshot, and it's like, yeah, and she goes, ah, oh, Lionel Jeffries, he, he's just brilliant, he makes the film. It's like, yeah, there you go. Absolutely, 100%, yeah. 100%. He was a very, very reliable actor, wasn't he? Yes. You always got, like Bernard Cribbins, you always got a good performance. Might not be the performance you was expecting, but you got a good performance. But he was just lovely, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I he, mean, later he, on... Yeah. I was going to say later on we had Victor Bergman in Space 1999, yeah. and and it's that same sort of affable. This is somebody you want is your granddad. Yeah, this is the quintessential boffin, British yeah. boffin, and Victor Bergman was quite a mass was to a certain extent, and um, Cavour is because again very very different character than the book, and Bedford's very different than the book. I think this Cavour is much more likable. Mm. He does. He, there's a lot. A lot less he brings upon himself in this, um, but yeah, the end—the ending where you know Bedford rushes in to try and save him. Like, 
This isn't a, a, an audience. This is a trial. Yeah. And it's like, come on, Cavan. I always want him to get away. Go back we, to the sphere. We'll return to this film, yeah. you and I, at some point, because I want us to just talk about that amazing scene when Cavor is trying to explain to the high intelligence, um, you know, the great intelligence, you know, what man is, you yeah. know, and and then the problem about mentioning war. And yeah. All that. That, that's such a delightful scene. So we've got to return for that. We've got to come back for the moon calf sequence as well. Yes. This is our yeah. very first, first men in the moon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, mm. the first of the first men in the moon. Oh, Bevador, man. This is a solemn moment in the history of mankind. Man into space for the first time. Future generations will long remember us. As long as we're not blown to smithereens. Bedford, please. Please. Now, put your hands and your arms through the nets like this, because there might be a violent shock coming. Arnold Bedford, you come out of there. You can't go up leaving this on my head. Any moment now. Any moment now. I can feel it. We're off! It's Kate! That woman! That woman! She's impossible! She'll be blasted to death! Open up! Bedford, get her inside! Get her inside! Hurry! Oh, 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 Leave the room. <laughs> Kindly leave the room. <laughs> yes, um, mouthful. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we're not going from. I thought we'd mentioned the beginning of the film. I mean, we're actually talking about, you know, the the, the launching of the sphere yeah. and the trip to the moon. But looking at it now, it's it's very quaint. I mean, this is 1964, yes. isn't it? You know, um, and I've got. Let me just reach across. I've just put on Facebook that I've got dug this book out off my shelf. Have you got it? The film fantasy scrapbook by Ray Harryhausen. I don't think so. I bought this in 1978, right? Wow. First, first paperback edition, 1978, and it, it, yeah, down in the bottom we've got a yellow circle, and it says "New Edition" with a color portfolio of special effects from the Golden Voyage of Sinbad. So that puts a timestamp on when this book came out, right? Yeah. But inside, um, there is a quote from Ray Harryhausen because this launch sequence is done by Ray Harryhausen. Everybody thinks it's the, the, the moon creatures, but he actually does the, uh, the spaceship yeah. as well. And this is a quote underneath one of the photos. He says, 
Um, a great deal of time and research went into an attempt at an accurate staging of the separation of the landing capsule from the mothership. As was later described to millions of people through the medium of television, it proved to be very near the truth. I have been told that this sequence was later used on TV during one of the moon landings to demonstrate how it would look if it were possible to photograph the real separation. Miniature models and stop-motion animation were used to achieve this effect. And you can see it, it that the, the separation, yeah. that, that there is a stop-motion jerkiness to it, isn't there? Yeah, you can you can see it's stop-motion. Um, yeah, because it's a film where we get two moon shots, isn't it? Mm. One before the other. Um, but the, the air quotes, modern one. Yeah, it's weird because it's not, it's, it's, it's more accurate than most, but it's not quite there. You know, it's the, not quite there yeah. in that it's a multinational yes trip that's that's jarring straight that has yet to happen (laughs) yeah um it it, i like this first bit because we we get reunited with our uh uh our um doctor who moon suits yep you know from 10th planet and then eventually used in star wars um yeah they were british pressure suits yep um yeah international crew um interesting that they predicted that it would be uh you know, mainly military types that went up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the the little touch of that they've got to be dropped down on a ladder, uh, on a, um, a, a pulley system rather than a ladder. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't, didn't quite, didn't quite get the, uh, the, the, the blast radius type, you know, where, cause there's a scene where they're just firing the retros in and the dust is coming up. And of course the, in, on the real one, the, the, the downward pressure of the retros was very, very low key mm-hmm. and uh, was switched off before they landed. Um, yeah, it, it's a good, it's a good sequence. It's a really good sequence. Um, it's interesting as well, even on the the Blu-ray, the the heavy matte lines over everything. They've not, mm. they've not sort of tried to tidy it up or anything, but it just brings back so many memories. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I always remember this opening. Yeah. You know, they're quite cocky. They're examining things. Yeah. They're exploring, and then in a crevice, in a little crack there, yeah. the guy pulls out the Union Jack. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's just, it's a great sequence. Um, and again, totally made up for the film. It's not, you know, obviously not in the original novel. Was it not? The no. novel was written in eighteen ninety something. Yeah, I like um, the way the Brit goes. Well, yeah. I didn't put it there. Yeah, they, think, they immediately <laughs> think it's a joke. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good sequence, um, and then they discover that someone's been to the moon before them and claimed uh, it in the name of it. Queen Victoria. Yes, yes, yeah, um, and yeah, it's written on a, on that notice, isn't it, that from the solicitors? And, yes, and it, and it's um, it gives a location. It gives Dimchurch. Yeah. Dimchurch. It's a, yeah, it's a summons for Catherine Callender, isn't it? To, yes, for trying to sell a house. Yeah, she's renting. Now um, that's a that's yeah. a departure from the book because Dimchurch yes. is in Kent, um, but it's not in the book. It's Lim no. in Kent, yeah. um, and now I mean, there's not much in in Lim. You've got Port Lim, which is next door, which is like part of the Howlitz thing. It's a it's a big like safari park, but the village is tiny, 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 tiny. But H.G. Wells, of course, he lived all around here, yeah. didn't he? And um, you know, the most famous example is. Uh, the War of the Worlds when he was living in Woking and I, I've told you I, I keep meaning to go down to Lim and try and find because he, in the War of the Worlds he based every house that he visited I mean I I, I went down 
a while back, didn't I? Earlier this year, and yeah, I went down to Woking, uh, and, and yeah, you can actually use the War of the Worlds as a tour guide to actually visit Woking and go around. And he's a bit vague as to just where the cottage is, but I think I can find it. Although in the book he's talking about you know looking across to Dungeness and that, and I've got I, I've been Google Earthing it and putting the little yellow man down, and I think there are far far too many trees now. Yeah. in the way to get an uninterrupted view to Dimchurch. Yeah, as there but they might not. They would have been years ago. saplings back in his day, wouldn't they? Yeah, I want to go down there, though. I want to go and see yeah. if I can find it. I'll do a little thing for my YouTube thing, because right next door you've got one of those, um, what are they called, sound mirrors? The thing from the wall? Oh, yeah, the from big, the wall, where yeah, they the listened concrete. in yeah. France, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of them is just plopped down in a field near there. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to do that soon and then tie it into yeah. this I won- podcast. I wonder why they changed it to the film from Lim, though. No, to Dimchurch. To I mean, Dimchurch, yeah. I mean, there is a there is a, a, a genre connection to Dimchurch because, of course, Captain Clegg and the oh, stories right. of Captain Clegg were, um, um, and Dr. Sin were all, all based around Dimchurch. But no, I don't know why the film. I I I haven't looked into it. I don't know if it's a strange is... choice to make. And that's just Dimchurch is a better sounding name. I'm pretty sure that yeah. town hall or whatever it is where they go to look for the records. That's not Dimchurch. No. Dimchurch is far too small. That yeah. looks like somewhere just outside Shepperton or something yeah, like it'll be, that. Yeah, it'll be know? the next village along from where the studios were. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. They wouldn't yeah. have gone far for it. So that's a departure. Of course, there's also a departure. There's no um, Kate in no. the book. No, it's a um, sausage fest in the book. <laughs> well, it was the Victorian times, wasn't yes. it? Yeah, so yeah, woman so, to the moon. Never. Um, so in our sequence, we've already been introduced to Edward Judd as Bedford. Yep. I I see some people really run Edward Judd down. Really? I like I like him. He's a good. I, uh, I mean, I don't mind Be- him at all. Bedford is a bit of a cad the character but edward judd is great he's very believable yeah I, I mean, they're all saying yeah. he's a one-trick pony and he um you know he, he he's a wooden plank and it's like no he's not yeah, but if he if he was just a wooden plank would they have hired him for the boys in blue i think not <laughs> i've forgotten about that connection yeah, yeah. Um, no, i he's think really he's good. terrific he's, um that I, film uh that yeah. the, the, the day the earth caught fire yeah he's, he's great he's that. really That's good, good in that yeah um no, I love, I love, uh, I mean, I love this era, but I love Bedford as well because he's, he's, he's dressed in the sort of clothes that I love, and I love the scene where he's, he's shoveling coal into the furnace, but he's still in his suit. He's just well, taking his jacket did. off. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, I've got photos of my um, great grandparents down at Hastings or something like that, yeah. and it's obviously a summer's day. It's summer, and they are that their shirts are buttoned up to the top. Um, you know the tie is tightly on. You know they're wearing yeah. their hats and their, their their jackets, and it's like you're at the seaside. Yeah, <laughs> is it? I mean, it, it it almost suggests perhaps that you know the the earth's warming up. No, strange that no, it couldn't be. Such couldn't thing be. can't happen. Well, yeah. Ah, there's science fiction. Yeah. Um, no, I I I think he does a great job. He is when I read the book, I do hear his voice. Yes, um, yeah. It's difficult with. Caver to hear Lionel Jeffries' voice because the book cover is just so different. Mm. Um, but yeah, Bedford. Yeah, I, I've, I've not really come across anyone hating him. No, I've seen criticisms yeah. of him before. Right. Yeah, 
Um, and this film, I mean, our sequence um, when they're just about to take off, it, it um, oh, hang on a second, my battery's running low. That's oh, I put, oh, hang on, I don't want my laptop to catch. Would help if you plugged your charger in, Eric, wouldn't it? There we go. We've all um, been there. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? What, what was I saying? Uh, we just begin our sequence. Oh, yeah, no, no, I, I like the way that, you know, um, this film takes its time. It's 45 minutes into the yeah. film before they prepare to launch. And they were going to go without Kate, weren't they? But she's yes. been served a notice. Yeah, Bed- Bedford's done the dirty on her a bit. And uh, she says she'll if she if he decides to go to the moon, she's going to leave it. <coughs> he decides there's profit in them that are moon hills, so he's going to the moon. <laughs> um, and uh, she thinks he's returned to the cottage, but it's actually the uh, the the notice server who's come to give her a summons to court. And uh, so she she comes running to have it out with him. Of course, Caver and uh, Bedford, they've clambered into the sphere, the wonderful, wonderful sphere. And um, I love it because Caver's like, brace yourself, there might be an impact. And she throws a flower pot at the sphere. And Caver thinks that's the... We're off! Yeah, we're, off. <laughs> we're off! We're off! <laughs> That I mean, woman, only Lyle Jeffries can, yeah. can burst out. Our youngest daughter, right, we watched this once, and, and she found it hilarious because at the primary school she was at, there was a, a teacher's assistant called Mrs. Gibbs. Oh, right. Gibbs! And, and so every time it's Gibbs! <laughs> He's absolutely brilliant. You say about the sphere, of course, the sphere, I mean, I've got a quote here from H.G. Wells. He yep. says, um, this is Cavor talking, imagine a sphere large enough to hold two people and their luggage. It will be made of steel lined with thick glass. It will contain a proper store of solidified air, concentrated food, water, distilling apparatus, and so forth, and enameled, as it were, on the outside. And then later on it says... Um, where is it? Hang on. All right, right. All the bars and blinds of the steel shell. It was not really a spherical shell, but polyhedral with a roller blind to each facet. So they are being accurate to the book with the yeah the sphere, even though it's not a sphere. Yeah, well, they, they, they've added uh, railway buffers, which is brilliant. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the the framework is much heavier than implied in the book. Um, but but generally similar i i love this sphere you, you yeah. you've made one recently yes you? i i recently uh had a bit of a go at um doing 3d modeling and i i made a an stl file for my resin printer printed one out it ca- i must admit it came out rather well i thought i was mm. very impressed with my own work not usually so um yeah if, any, if anyone's interested has got a 3d printer if you go across to uh, the imr models patreon join that the files are there for free you can have your own little sphere Mm, mm. Yeah, I always remember Martin Bauer telling me that when he was little, um, you know, and saw First Men in the Moon, he must have been about 10. Yeah, he, he would have been pretty much 10, 12 years old. He immediately went home and I think he got a tennis ball or something and yep. then drawing pins and he just shoved the drawing pins yep. all around it and then rolled it down the garden. Because <laughs> this is, um, th- this appeals greatly to to young boys doesn't it this is like the sphere is yeah like us which we still are the sphere is is it doesn't appear out of the ordinary you know i mean it it feels like something you could make certainly something the victorians would make. yes yeah 
Uh, and I'm, you know, we used to pretend that the, the shed was the sphere, you know, and it's, I love the steampunkiness of inside. There's that word. There, There's but, that word. Yeah. I was just about to say when when they drag Kate inside because they're just about to take off. Yep. There, writ large, is the origin of all steampunk that's yes. come after it. You know, um, but this is done brilliantly. This in the time yep. machine. You know, yeah. the George yeah, Powell time machine. That's how you do it. Designs. Yep. You um, don't just because... get an. You don't get just get something. Um, you know, a plastic gun and stick cogs on it. You know, no. Well, this is um, th- this has been designed a bit. Um, I don't know whether you caught the um, the BBC version that was done a couple of years back. No, uh, no. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it might have been a. a I can't remember where, what. It might have been Channel Four, but yeah, it was a. It it just was terrible, um, and they had updated the sphere and that, and it. But this is perfect. This you can't beat this design. It you know is a mean? classic. Yeah, it's absolutely classic. I love the plush interior, you know, with the padding. I love the fact that they, he's got the uh, the nets to sit in. Oh. It's all very, very. It's very sort of almost Sid Mead, isn't it? And it's it would all work. Yeah, I love that safety device. Is yeah. well, we're going to accelerate, so put yeah. your arms through the net like yeah. this. <laughs> link your arms. Link your arms because you know, it might be a jolt. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they um, it's weird as well that where they, they take off with Kate in and they're they're all floating about and Kate's floating about in a, a most mysterious way, and um, I like how he goes. Uh, don't worry, I put magnets in your boots. Magnets in your boots. Yeah, so he's taken along spare magnets. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just brilliant. He is. Uh, he would have been a great Doctor Who, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. The eruption of the um. Of, of the sphere out the greenhouse. Yeah, it's a good effect, that. Really it's a good well. effect, yeah. but but when it happens, um, you know, parts of the greenhouse go upwards yeah. with it. So I'm assuming what they've done is they've turned the camera upside down and they've just dropped it. Dropped a ball through a glass thing, yes. I mean, it in the in the in when the uh, house roof goes up early in earlier, because Ka- Cava's making Cava right, and he's, he's stupidly poured it into a tray that had a lip on it mm. um which caused it to be you know to not float up which meant all the i mean in book it's an amazing sequence they don't do it in the film but where cava almost destroys the entire planet and all the air on the planet would be uh, would be weightless and be mm. jettisoned off into space and he would have killed everyone um and in that sequence and in the film sequence of it you do see bits of the house flying upwards mm. um but in this regard, for this one, it it doesn't make sense that it does that. But I think you're probably right. The reason it does it is it's upside down. Yeah, that's all they just dro- done. dropped a weighty, probably metal cast sphere through a mm. a, a small glass greenhouse or yeah. plastic greenhouse. Thinking about that greenhouse, I've got a vague memory that this sequence was an inspiration in the 1980 Flash Gordon. Yes, that yep. you know Zarkov would have his things in a greenhouse. Yeah, I, I think I've read that as well or heard it in an interview or something. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice that this film inspired a lot of other things as well. Yeah. So, up they go. It, yeah. it, it's not much in the way of shots of, of, of seeing them leave. You don't have a long shot of, you know, no. um, you know, Dim Church from a distance with this ball going up into the sky. 
Um, but up they go. They're pinned by the acceleration. That's the magnetic boots bit coming up. Yeah. Um, I like Lionel Jeffress's, uh You're not married. Oh, kindly, no. kindly leave the room. One of my favourite exchanges. I love this. It's like he keeps calling her Mrs. Uh, Bedford. She goes, mm. "I'm not Mrs. Bedford. We're not married." He's like, "Not married." <laughs> yes, kindly leave the room. It's great. It's so brilliant and spot on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they realise how absurd this is, and it it sort of bonds them together, doesn't it? Mm. Um, yeah. Re- really good sequence. I like the way, you know, at, uh, they're on their way to the moon and they have to strap all the uh, plates and cutlery yeah. down to the table. Um, and, uh, yeah, and they have... Is it sardines? It's sardines, isn't sardines, it? Sardines, yes. Well, it, in the in the H.G. Wells novel, he mentions, Bedford mentions, that uh, uh, for the whole trip, he had no appetite. And so they ate barely a lot. So I imagine that's what's uh, driving this. But, yeah, they... They sit down for a meal. Uh, it's wonderful picnic equipment, isn't it? Do you remember picnic sets like that where you'd, yep. you'd strap the plates they down have, in the yeah, picnic in the set. lid. Yeah, 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 yeah. really yeah. good. But yeah, he's got uh, just some uh, some sardines. Yeah. Um, and again, another sequence, but it's Bedford in the novel that does it. Is what Kate then leans over because Cavill says, "Oh, we're, we're making good progress towards the moon," and Kate leans over and opens the the wrong. Uh, shutter. shutter and and pulls them off course into the sun which immediately it's like you you expect that's going to be a big thing don't you it's like we're heading towards the sun oh, i've corrected it You're... yeah but, but less than 30 seconds yeah. they're back on course again yeah. yeah yeah but that is a that is a sequence direct from the book but it was bedford yeah. that, that yeah. did it um yeah they yeah, could have strung it, that out a bit more and got yeah, a bit more I, tension out of it it's really really it's, it almost feels like an advert break but it's a film you know yeah. you go to the advert where we're heading to the sun then you come back and go no it was all right <laughs> yeah um t- time has passed i'm not sure how much time has passed because cavill's asleep bedford's having yep. a shave and that's when kate gets the chickens out from under the floor how long yep. have those chickens been i know in there things. poor things um i mean it must be well soundproofed mustn't it that floor panel because we don't that would imply it's airtight yeah again poor things poor things um i imagine a a a good bit of time at least several days because kate says uh poor thing about cava um he hasn't slept a a a wink Mm. for the whole trip and you wouldn't do if it was a couple of hours you wouldn't say that would you? no that's true so it's at least a day yeah it's at least 24 hours i reckon for him to need sleep and for her to be concerned that he's not sleeping and get the um, chickens out. Yeah, because I don't. I don't know whether someone's ever works out. Because we don't know what velocity the spheres moving at, but it can't be much. No. You know, um, th- this whole idea of of tacking about using the gravitational pull of planets is um, is a bit strange. It doesn't quite work, does it? No. Sort of realistically. Um, but yeah, I imagine they're not travelling that fast, so it's got to be a... I reckon, I reckon it's been a good couple of days. But surely they're going to accelerate. I mean, even Bedford says uh, there's gravity now, um, yeah. so so the gravity of the moon is starting to affect yeah. them as well. How... Um, let's lower the subject a bit. How do they wee-wee? That's a good point. Because they're Victorians. I mean, he's he is... Uh, He's almost having a fit because there's an unmarried lady in a room unchaperoned with two gentlemen. They're in so, one room. Yeah, they're in one room. How are they? Uh, how are they handling the ablutions? 
in all these years, I've never thought about that. Well, thanks. I always, <laughs> I always think on a spaceship, where's the toilets? Because if I was on that spaceship, I'd want to know that. Mm. I'm not making it to the moon without having a wee. There's no services to stop that. You can't stop at Watford Gap, can you, really? I'm flicking through the book. I can't see anything about toilet no. facilities. It's a worry, isn't it? Hmm. All right, so we've got the landing then. The landing comes yes. up. They get into landing positions, which is basically Im- yeah. immersing Hold yourself in the string. string. Yeah. <laughs> Great British thing. Your, your moon landing requires the use of string. Yeah. And then we get multiple rolling shots of yes, it. Yeah. I mean, easy enough to do. You build a miniature landscape and you get this ball and you roll it in front of the camera. Simple yeah, as if, that. If, if you look at it, you can sort of work it out that, yeah, it, it probably literally was like a, a bowling lane, a very long, thin strip with mountains on both sides. So when the camera's in front of it, it looks almost 3D, sort of filled with sand and that. And yeah, someone's literally just, you know, done an underarm bowl of. A sphere. Or they might have just got yeah. a bit of, you know, drain pipe or something like that, or yeah. guttering, and laid it down and like a trough at an angle when you roll it down there. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a marble run. Yeah, it's it's a sequence. I always watch this sequence and think, I don't quite think it's slowed down enough. Mm. Um, it's very it's aggressive a, yeah. at this speed. Yes. I mean, I, I think they would be blimey. killed inside of there. They would all be jam inside. Yeah. I mean, there's not much in the way of damage. I mean... No. Uh, Cavill smashes one of the lenses of his glasses and a bit tumbles out the cupboards. But that's about it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think they would be pretty much jam um, at, at that point. Because it's weird as well that um, they've come down like that because they, they sort of, they travel for quite a distance horizontally, don't they? Mm. Um, which you would think if they were using gravity, it would just come straight down. I mean, weirdly, does mirror... The moon landing. Um, yeah. A lot of people just assume that the uh, uh, the you know the eagle came down and landed vertically like a 1950s spaceship, but no, it came down and it went along for a long while while they were trying to find a suitable landing spot because they didn't land where they were meant to land. Um, and they had like what yeah. five seconds left? Yeah, of, um... li- yeah. Literally, if it, if it, they hadn't landed when they landed, they had like another five seconds, and they would have had to abort, and there was mm. no way of going back. Mm. Um, so um, amazing stuff. But yeah, this is definitely a more violent, <laughs> violent landing. Boy, is it? Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. You know, the fact they haven't slowed it down makes it yeah. even more aggressive. Therefore, yeah. it's more implausible that they would survive it. Yeah, because weirdly, no, almost none of the uh, the sequences on the moon do they go with the slow down to simulate no low gravity. There's there's no suggestion really of of what it actually was like on the moon. Because again, they had you know they hadn't been there at that point. Yeah, but also, I mean, there's a change from the book as well because yes. you know um, H.G. Wells maintains there is air on the moon. You know, but that was written in Victorian times. Yes, the the idea in the original novel, which is always a jar. I mean, no matter how many times you read it, when you get to that bit, you always go, oh, yeah, <laughs> because it really hasn't dated well. Yeah, H.G. Wells to get around the whole uh, lack of atmosphere and that. Um, yeah, as daylight comes along, it melts the frozen water and causes super fast vegetation growth. It's all a bit... Science unbelievable fiction. yeah science fictiony almost <coughs> but of course i think they went with yeah we're not doing that that would be so stupid 
But that means, of course, we get the wonderful diving suits. Yeah. Which, again, so steampunky. Ah, it's brilliant. Have you owned one, a diving suit? No. Have you wanted one? I've always wanted one. I've always... You know, you occasionally, like, especially if you go to coastal towns, you sometimes see, like, diving helmets as souvenirs and things. And I always thought, I wonder if you could use one of them and cut it up. You know, but no, I've always wanted to make one. I've got uh, some patterns for doing one out of... um, foam board you know for mm-hmm. cosplay and that yep. and I, I always thought yeah i might might do that it'd someday. be a lot lighter than the real yes. deal oh yeah i um i remember having the action man deep sea dive oh so to, did i i used to play with the lead boots yeah lead boots yeah <laughs> and i used to play first men in the moon using him why am i yeah. not surprised by yeah. this <laughs> but uh and every time i see i go into a pet shop and i see the little deep sea diver fish tank yeah, so I think little I get bubbles one? coming out of it. Yeah, should I get one? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, our sequence ends with them that uh, that that lovely POV shot of them looking out onto the moonscape. Onto the moon, yeah, great, great sequence. I mean, that yeah. it's pretty actu- accurate. You know, the yeah. colours, yeah. the Held lighting, up well. Yeah, yeah. For 1964, that's blooming good. I thought. Yeah, they've got they've got more sort of stalagmites and craggy bits, you know, than the moon's got, but. Yeah, pretty pretty good going. Yeah, not bad at all. All right, so talking about not bad at all, how uh, how do you rate this effect sequence out of ten? What do you give it? Um, I I think it's it's pretty damn good. It's it, it, like most effect sequences, you're not going to watch it and go, oh, this was actually filmed and it's real. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an effect sequence, but it works really well. Um, the the takeoff and the greenhouse is great. The matte shots traveling towards the moon are great. The sound effects are wonderful. Yep. Uh, and that landing is just amazing. Um, yeah, so out of 10, I'm going to give it... Uh, I'm going to give it a 9. A 9? It's good, yeah. Okay, I gave it an 8. Okay. All right, so that's 8.5. Fair enough. That's very good. Next time we come to the film... Next effect sequence, will it beat the eight and a half? I think it might do, actually. Well, if it's the moon calf, my God. I mean, everyone everyone has their sort of favourite Harryhausen sequence, and the moon calf never generally is, but I think it's one of his most uh, well-realised effect sequences. It's astonishing. Did you ever have any of the Konamis? Because I used to have the moon calf, and I used to have the the sphere, but I think I sold them. No, I never... They always seemed a bit pricey for what they were for me but i wish i'd have gotten them there's been a few kits of the the sphere hasn't there yeah uh, over the years um, i mean you've, you've only got a sort of type in google search sphere kit and you'll see in especially in america there's hundreds of garage kits of yeah. it um, have you ever built one have you ever had a... uh, no no maybe i Surprise, should yeah. maybe i should yeah um, all right, and you are going to put a picture up, aren't you, of of your sphere? Yes, yeah, I'll uh, I'll pop it over to you, and you can pop it on the site. Yep, absolutely, no problem. There will be a lovely um, a lovely uh, um, photo album. Yes, with old Lionel in it. Actually, I got I, I'll, I'll send a link as well to the the YouTube video of showing it being made. Um, but yeah, it was it was an interesting one to construct because it's a lot. It looks super simple, but it's actually mathematically uh, an absolute nightmare <laughs> didn't you to, say to get... you only had to do it once and then you yes. just 
made, made multiples of that and then just connected them all together. Yeah, because basically it's um, it's it's four. Uh, it's eight sections, four on top, four on the bottom that mirror. Right. Because um, when you watch it, you sort of you, you you fixate on the one porthole that they keep using. Mm. But um, when you look at the model, you know when you see see it revolving that there's loads of portholes, and it's because it's yeah it's just mirrored stuff. Um, so I just created one eighth of it, and then the wonderful thing about doing computer modeling is you just copy and paste yep. i wish you could do that in real life when we're doing plastic card <laughs> modeling because i yes. did think about making it out of plastic card, and i have tried many times before but getting those angles mm. right is a nightmare but and what would so, you use for yeah. the buffers as well well you'd have to you'd have to make them wouldn't you out of yeah but how many are there oh i think six was it 64 i had to print out in the end so you'd have Something to hand like make 64. 64 of them yeah. yeah i suppose you could depending on what scale you're doing you could nip down to your local train shop get a load of uh, ho buffers mm, yeah um assuming assuming those things still exist train model train sets and that i'm sure they do um but yeah the, yeah, the good thing about that of course is you only have to on the computer you only have to make one and you just print it out 64 yeah. times it's yeah. great there you go um I do love one thing I because I was obviously studying a lot of footage and shots and that for it and hard life in it this it's podcast. a hard life yeah <laughs> and um, one of the things I noticed which is very similar to uh, to the sea view is that the hatch on the top has no mechanism for shutting it there's enough you know like on the real a real door with one of those turny wheels you've mm. got metal bars that come out. Yep. and that it just spreads and about and much like the sea view doors that never had them this hasn't got anything for for shutting it and it's like how's that shutting <laughs> how are they keeping it locked you're studying this a bit too much oh now. yeah well you know you like to get it right yeah yeah okie doke all right well that's uh a, a nice pleasant what 35 minutes of a bank holiday yes it's not raining. Normally on a bank holiday, no, we have rain yeah, here in, in England, don't we? But uh, um, no, 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 that, that was good. Thank you very much for today. Yeah, I enjoyed I, that. Enjoyed we will come it. back to it, not on a bank holiday, because that's going to be no. quite a while before we next come back to it. I don't think there's another one until Christmas now, is there? Yeah, I think that's the last one this year, isn't it? Yeah, so, but, but yeah, you and I will be talking, we were talking before we started recording about, you know, a three-viewing thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll be coming back next for that one, all right? Yes, I look forward to that. Yeah, listener, stay tuned and you will find out. All right. Thank you, Ian. No problem. See you next time. Thanks, Sam. Bye. 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 <laughs>